Hey, video game fans. I'm Push Dustin. <laughs> that was so ridiculously over the top. I think maybe you should pull it back a little bit. Oh, God. Okay, try that, try that again, but like 10% less. <laughs> hey, video game fans. I'm Push Dustin. And I'm Ben Bertoli. And this is Memory Card. Well, it looks like we made it to the end of season one. Eight episodes was our original goal, and here we are. We did it. Do you think we should do some more? Eh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Well, while we think about that, let's go ahead and boot up episode eight. Kids, did you hear, or see, if you're in the future? Terry Bogard just got announced for Smash. But who's Terry Bogard? Well, let me tell you about Terry Bogard. He is an SNK character, and for a long time, SNK developed a console called the Neo Geo. But Push, I have no idea what the Neo Geo is. Can you fill me in? Well, peasant. <laughs> <laughs> please, please go on. <laughs> The Neo Geo is a family of consoles. There was the Advanced Entertainment System, and then there was the Multi-Video Systems. Hmm. The Multi-Video Systems was the one that was in arcades, and they could have one slot, two slot, four slot, or six slot variations. So back in the day, running an arcade was very expensive and very inconvenient because you know switching out the arcade boards and the cabinets and everything, it was kind of costly and kind of technical, right? Yeah, it seems like it'd be a pain. So what Neo Geo did was like, hey, you know, we see Nintendo with their fancy cartridge system. Why don't we just bring that to the arcades? And so they did that. They decided to make a arcade cabinet where you could like swap out games. And that drastically reduced costs and it made things a lot easier for the arcade operators to just install new games. Now, didn't Nintendo also have arcade games where you had multiple choices? And is that were they also cartridge based? I don't think so. I thought they were on the same um, the same board. Oh, okay. Maybe I, I I might be wrong on about that. That's a that's a topic for a different episode. Yeah. So then the Neo Geo is like, hey, a lot of people want these arcades, but they don't want to go to the arcade. So they decide to make the Advanced Entertainment System, and the Advanced Entertainment System was basically like an arcade that you could play at home. Originally, though, it wasn't for your home. It was just for hotels and high-end restaurants and stuff like that but the demand was so high and people were willing to shell out seven hundred dollars in 1991 wow yeah which is like over a thousand dollars in current money in 2019 and they decided to expand their market and to start selling it in stores so initially it was just something you could play only at hotels and in specific like stores around japan yeah basically Stores could rent out the Neo Geo Advanced Entertainment System. Hmm. Were the ones that were for rental, were they actual, like, giant arcade machines? Or were they home consoles? The AES was almost identical to their arcade counterpart. Oh, okay. That meant that they ran those games almost, like, perfectly. And actually, you could use the arcade cartridges with an adapter on the Advanced Entertainment System. But the ones that you rented were just a home console version. Yeah. Okay. 
But then within like a span of like five months or so, something like that, very quickly, they decided that they could actually sell this as a console. And it's kind of weird because it flew in the face of conventional wisdom for what a console should be. Basically, SNK made every single game for the system. It was incredibly overpriced. The cards had multiple PCB boards, so they were incredibly costly to make. Like Games would cost around 100 US dollars in 1991. Now, what's a PBC board? Is peanut butter crackers, right? If you look at like an NES or SNES cart, you can see on the bottom a, a computer chip, basically, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at the Neo Geo one, there's actually double the amount. Oh, I see. The two PCB boards were there because it couldn't fit in one. Makes sense. Yeah. The Advanced Entertainment System was one of the first consoles with a memory card. Oh, cool. Really? A memory card? A memory card. Oh, what a tie-in. The memory card could actually be used in the arcade versions as well. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So you could play Metal Slug at your home and then plug it in and start playing it uh, where you left off on the arcade. I feel like there were some GameCube games maybe that you could do that with. I, I think F-Zero. F-Zero is the most notable one. Yeah. There's only six games that do not save on the card. So those six games that don't save on the card, they could save internally on the cartridge itself or they just you didn't save in those games? For some of them, you you just wouldn't save. Like, bust a move again, you just load up a new game. Oh, okay. Every single time. Yeah. Makes sense. Because again, the New Geo was mainly arcade games, and mainly fighting games at that. So SNK is producing every single title that's coming out for this system? Basically, yes. Wow. Looking over their list of games, I think there was only one, one or two games that I didn't see their name attached to. Interesting. So yeah, the... Neo Geo AES, when it launched, it launched in uh, 1990, 1991 in the summer in the US. It came out with two variations. One was the gold, which came with two controllers, a memory card, and a game. Then the normal, ver the silver edition was launched with just one controller and a system. Was it an actual gold console and a silver console? No. Uh, those are just names. Yeah, they're just names of the bundle. Darn it. There was no difference between the systems. The actual controller was a, a full on arcade stick. Oh, wow. How many buttons? Like six buttons and an arcade stick? Four. Four buttons and an arcade stick. If you had to describe the console, what did it look like, the Neo Geo console? Like a large rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I think it's you just very... described most gaming consoles. The, it's, hey. just, it's just it's very ugly, actually. Okay. Yeah, well, early 90s uh, aesthetic is not exactly the most beautiful. And the, and the controller was very ugly as well. Uh, like a joystick with four buttons that were kind of uh, diagonal. <laughs> they did release like a normal controller or a conventional controller, but that would come out much, much later. And and the the cartridges were huge. They were like triple the size of uh, Super Nintendo. In height or in width? If you stretched like an image <laughs> of the SNES cart <laughs> from the corner. <laughs> it's like feeding a piece of paper into a printer, yeah. basically. It, it's quite huge. And they came in, like, this VHS-like case. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a Neo Geo cartridge in real life. I've only ever seen pictures, so I, I didn't really gauge exactly how huge they were. I have a friend who collects Neo Geo games, and so I've, I've seen them. But, yeah, I always thought that, like, when I first saw them, I, I thought they were just VHS tapes. So approximately how many games came out for the original Neo Geo? 156. So not, like, a crazy amount, really. Yeah. You were going to collect something, maybe that would be the one. Although I'm sure some, well, some pieces are very hard to find. They're insanely expensive. <laughs> oh, okay. Insanely expensive <laughs> when they came out, or now they are insanely expensive? 
both. Oh, great. <laughs> I bet I bet I'm sure it's super collectible. It's kind of like the Dreamcast where they have like a very hardcore community. And I'm sure this episode's going to make a lot of them upset because I'm sure I've gotten a couple things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, there's 157 games, push. You stupid idiot. There's actually games that were made by the homebrew community. Oh, cool. Which is kind of insane because they're making, you know, the, the boards and everything. Yeah, well, if you want to make uh, Neo Geo games in 2019, you got to be authentic. That's another thing. Uh, the Neo Geo lasted until 2004. And it launched in 1990? It, uh, in Japan, yep. Did it have a successor beyond the Neo Geo Pocket and the Neo Geo Pocket Color? Yeah, it had um, the Neo Geo CD, which was apparently terrible. Okay. They also had the Neo Geo X, which was licensed by Tomo Inc., but it was discontinued in a year. Hmm. So, like, all these other consoles came out in the middle, but they just could not beat the OG. During this time, like, SNK was um, having a rough time. Were they just a video game company? Yeah. For a long time, they were just a video game company. And then in 2000, they were purchased by um, Aruze, which is a Pachi slot company. Within a year, like, the Aruze was basically, like, taking the assets and, like, trying to sell them. So then a lot of SNK employees left, and then they formed SNK Playmore. And then SNK Playmore was able to get a lot back, a lot of their IPs. And then they actually won a lawsuit against them. So the company was sold, and they were trying to use all of their uh, intellectual properties that they now owned, and everyone left, made their own company, and tried to get those properties back? Basically. That's crazy. I want to see that movie. It kind of has a sad ending, because in 2015, they were once again purchased. By that same company? No, by a different company. They're owned by a, a Chinese company now. 30, 37 Games and Orient Securities. But obviously, you know, there's still some SNK things going on out there so i think a lot of the original employees are now in the snk play more which has been basically rebranded as snk it's good that the original people are there you know calling the shots the owners now they basically just want to use the characters and the ips and they've abandoned the evil pachi slot ways <laughs> so snk doesn't really come up with many new things it's more of like spin-offs and rebranding they're trying to do what uh, Nintendo's doing right now, is like leveraging their IP and characters. Oh, okay. So that's why it's so important that Terry Bogart is in Smash, because that will help him. That's true. When people first heard that there was going to be an SNK character in Smash Brothers, there's a lot of speculation. What are the big titles for the Neo Geo? Like, what, what were the games that, that were their biggest hits? Metal Slug is probably, like, one of the biggest ones. And that's where you play as a legitimately metal slug in a garden, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. You just move very slowly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know why it caught on, but it did. So metal, metal slug <laughs> is like a run and gun, right? Uh, where you're like an army guy or army girl. Yeah, it's a run, run and gun. It's going to shoot them up. And then there's a uh, samurai showdown, which is a, a fighting game. Didn't that get a recent revival as well? Yes. It has like a Nintendo eShop exclusive. Only on the eShop, no physical. But wasn't there a new Samurai Showdown that came out for like a bunch of consoles? Wasn't it at Evo recently? Yeah. Okay. From what I understand, in the fighting game community, it's like a lot of people's second game that they play. Hmm. So it's not like the main game that people play, but it's like a B-tier fighting game for a lot of fighting game enthusiasts. They still enjoy it. And then Fatal Fury, which is where Terry is originally from. That's like a fighting game. And then uh, King of Fighters which is another fighting game. It's like shoot 'em ups and fighting. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be their bread and butter, huh? 
the, the Newsio did have some sports games, apparently. And puzzles. Puzzles, sports, and fighting. What else do you need? Yeah. Next, we're going to do Real or Not Real. Okay. And this is a game where I will say a title, and you'll tell me it, if you think it's real or not. Okay. And I remember this from the Apple Pippin episode. Yeah. Do your worst. Okay. Bomberman Panic Bomber. That seems real. Yeah, it's real. All right, all right. I would panic if there was a bomb, so mm-hmm. I can relate. The King of Fighters 93. I'm going to call fake on that one for some reason. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it King of Fighters 94? Yeah. That's ah, right. <laughs> I knew it. <sighs> I was trying to trip you up. <laughs> I could not name one King of Fighters fighter, but for some reason I knew that that wasn't the right year. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare in the Dark. Hmm. Fake. No, that's real. That's a platform game. Oh, okay. And it takes place entirely in the dark. <laughs> you never know if you beat the game. Zed Blade. Zed Blade. Now, is it Z-E-D or is it just the letter Z? Z-E-D. I, I'm, okay. I'm American, so. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just, I yeah, didn't yeah. know. You picked that up over there. Oh. <laughs> get those, in those, Japan. Get those terrible habits. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm going to say that one's real. It's a shoot 'em up by NMK. Huh, another shoot 'em up. Bang bed. Oh, sorry, bang bead. (laughs) 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 Um, Bang bead. That's gotta be fake. It's it's real. No. (laughs) What what do you do? It's a sports game. Is it like cornhole? Like bags? Like you throw (laughs) a you throw bean bags? What sport is it? It looks like dodgeball, kind of. So it's like throwing beanbags at each other, and you have to you gotta bang people in the head with your I, beans. I, I guess. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, one more. Aggressors of Dark Combat. Um, real. Yeah, that's real. It's a fighting game. Another fighting game. Wow. Yeah. Do you know approximately, like, of the 156 games, how many would you estimate for fighting games like a third looking over the list right now it seems pretty even split between like puzzle fighting and run and gun and shoot them up so what became of the neo geo you said they stopped supporting it in the early 2000s obviously it had those successors like the x and the disc and everything else but how is it how is it thought of today it's um it's pretty beloved. Like I mentioned before, there is still a hardcore community that's centered around supporting it. After it was discontinued, people made modifications which allowed you to play the multi-video system, the arcade cabinet version, uh carts on the advanced entertainment system. It's still getting a lot of like homebrew support, which is amazing. And it's definitely loved by hard arcade enthusiasts. Isn't there a mini system of this that came out, like a, an actual tiny little arcade system that like sits on your desk and you can plug a controller into it? Oh yeah, that that came out last year. Because I saw some people like raving about how much they loved it, and it's I I thought it was like a system you plugged into your TV, but it's an actual little like four inch screen, and I'm I'm torn as to whether or not I feel like I need one. Yeah, there's like the Neo Geo Mini, which is a little arcade cabinet that you can play. And apparently the controls are uh, are actually pretty good on it. Like it feels like an old arcade cabinet. Huh. But you can you can use the HDMI out for that little arcade cabinet. And then 
very recently, uh, as of recording, they announced the Neo Geo like controller stick, which is another thing that you can plug and play. But that that comes with only twenty titles, with the uh, whereas the arcade came out with forty. And is this the original ugly controller from the Neo Geo? I believe it's the second version. Oh, I see. I, th- I think it's great that Neo Geo can continue to live on. I think with Terry Bogard and Smash, a lot of people are being exposed to Neo Geo perhaps for the first time. Yeah, I saw a lot of people on Twitter who were very confused slash concerned. Like, who is this guy with this giant, you know, blonde ponytail? And <laughs> why should I care about him? Yeah, and they kind of did the same same thing as they did with um, Pac-Man mm. when they showed off Pac-Man Smash, where it's like, this is a historical character. This is a character that OGs will know. Right, but I feel like Pac-Man has a way bigger install base. Like, everybody knows Pac-Man. Yeah. Terry Bogard is definitely a more obscure pick, but I feel like at this point in the Smash Brothers roster, you know, creation, they need to go for those characters that are, like, iconic to a certain group of people and could use some exposure nowadays. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Sakurai has mentioned a ton of times, like, that he wants to promote Japanese games and he wants to promote Japanese IPs. And I think Smash is a fantastic way of doing that. Well, I might just have to go out and try and find me a Neo Geo or maybe I'll just purchase a mini one. We'll see. That's all from us for now. Thanks for listening. We'd like to give a special shout out to Game Boy Chiptune Master Jamatar, who allowed us to use his track Midori as opening and closing music for the entire season. You can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting Jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or want to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter. Ben can be found at SuperBentendo and I can be found at PushDustin. And we actually have a Twitter account for the show now, which is at MemCardShow. We have some great ideas for the show moving forward, so be on the lookout for some big announcements in the near future. Smell you later.